This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, you're listening to The Power, Andy Knowles, formerly of the Pro Wrestling Rewind on ESPN Radio, and you are listening to WrestleView right here on Phoenix 92.5. Okay, folks, and we're back here on the Wrestling Rewind WrestleView on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Hope you're well. Um, I meant to do this show sooner, but I got a stomach flu, and it sucked. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what happened. For anyone who missed it on Nerd to Know Media, nerdtoknowmedia.com, um, we did a panel at JCon, and it was a super fun show. Um, for anyone who was there, thanks so much for, for coming along. Um, but after that, I got pretty sick. Um, so I had to kind of take some time to readjust to life and food um, after all that. But yeah, so so much to talk about in the world of wrestling. And I need to go all the way back because there's a lot, like crazy amount. The last show I did was on Halloween, so that was 15 days ago. And in that time... The whole wrestling landscape changed. So I want to try to hit on as many points as I can. And, um, you know, go forward. So let's go back to Sweet Saudi Money 4. Our blood money. Kind of started covering the show while we were on the air. Um, well, while I was recording the last one. And, you know, to be honest, it was a fun. it was a fun show. It was a good show. It got a lot better uh, near the end. Particularly after we started covering. It started off really bad, obviously. But it got better. The, be- the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, is your new WWE Universal Champion. 
And that's cool. You know, that's... That wasn't... Um, wasn't something I hated. It wasn't something that I expected either, to be honest with you. But they went with it, you know? And it seems like they're kind of moving forward in a very positive direction with Bray. But... That was only the start of it. The real story happened after the event. And this was that a bunch of WWE stars, different levels, were all stuck in Saudi Arabia. Different reports that was a mechanical issue or whatever happened and they were held off for, you know, in some cases I heard 12 hours. Others were redirected. And then some other stars like Brock Lesnar and that left on their own private plane and they were back. The main thing here was that SmackDown was like a day later. And they had to be there. And obviously they weren't able to be if, you know, they're stuck in halfway around the world in Saudi Arabia. So, <laughs> that's the thing that happened. And it really kind of changed stuff for the... In, in incredible ways. And the main one being... Well, we have a new invasion angle. Right? Um, but before we get into that, there's been a lot made about the Saudi Arabia thing, and I have to kind of echo them here. Like, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were getting up to. You make a deal with the devil, you have to pay the toll. And, you know, there's lots of back and forward about what causes, what didn't cause it. Uh, Meltzer was thrown under the bus for reporting this and look but to be fair from what seems to have happened and what I would believe personally and this is my opinion um, based on the evidence there seems to be it seems to be it comes down to money Vince wasn't paid what he was supposed to be paid and apparently cut the feed the live feed um, in Saudi Arabia and this looks to be a power play by the Saudi Arabian government to you know whatever but no one was hurt which is good that could have been bad but they were kind of and they were looked after in hotels and stuff but apparently you know it looks very suspicious even if it wasn't what I would personally believe it was um, but again that's just my opinion could be wrong just looks very weird lads but what the, the fallout with this is that Lots of WWE stars probably don't want to go back. A lot of their wives are very upset. And if this was just a mechanical fault, I don't know why their wives would be that upset. Like, I've been on... I travel a lot now. And, um... For work and that. But... And I, I was actually... Last time I was over in the UK, and I was not too far away. But actually had a mechanical fault. And... I was stuck in the airport for, like, four hours. But they... Get brought us a new plane and I was home that day which is what usually happens mechanical faults <laughs> doesn't mean you have to sit back and wait for 12 hours and go back to a hotel and that no that's not what happens so it's very suspect it's very weird but you know deal with the devil pay with the price and you don't get much worse anyway <clears throat> so the knock-on effect of this was that 
loads of lads from NXT were called up to do an invasion angle. They showed up on SmackDown. And those ratings went through the roof. It was one of the best SmackDown in years. Then it was carried over to Raw. Carried on to NXT. Carried back to SmackDown. Which was a notable drop down because, you know, the rest of the team were there. But the important thing here is that we are getting something now that I never thought we would see. They didn't know they'd see. It's through kind of invasion angle done properly, done with some restraint. But again, probably with the hindsight that, hey, we've been here before and this failed. Let's not make this fail again. So, I'm really enjoying this. This is obviously building up towards Survivor Series, which is WWE, SmackDown, NXT going against each other. And that was something that was revealed like the night before on Crown Jill. So, you know, it is kind of weird. It's one of those amazing wrestling things where... You're like, is this real? Is this reality? Is this, you know, what we're all led to believe? And yeah, it happens. So, (laughs) I'm enjoying it. Hopefully we'll get to see where this goes. And hopefully it's worth all the buzz. But so far, it's been a bit of a game changer. So, hey, look. Even people, even though people were stuck and all that kind of stuff, <sighs> WWE gets lucky like this. They basically won the Monday Night Wars by a fluke, as a result of the screwing Brett, you know, and creating the Mister McMahon character. So, doesn't look like WWE are winning the Wednesday Night Wars. Still, they're still kind of losing about 200,000 a week. But, they're doing quite well. You know, and this is this has made SmackDown and Raw watchable, kind of, to an extent. This week, less so, because they're in, they're in Manchester. I would have probably gone over if I had remembered. But, I forgot they were here. I was wanted to go see the show on Sunday, but, again, I was just like, oh, oh well. Just shows you how how tuned in WWE have me um, with their horrifically boring product as of late. But if all this stuff had happened a little bit sooner, well, then that would have been a bit different. Alright, so looking ahead at where we are, uh, War Games is coming up soon. That's going to be very interesting. Um, I'm personally looking forward to checking that out. Survivor Series, not so much. Um, you know, I've never been a big fan of Survivor Series as such, but War Games is coming up next Saturday. So that's going to be class. Um, War Games is coming from Chicago. We'll do our predictions uh, next week. And then I think Survivor Series is the night after. Yeah, Survivor Series is the night after. So so far we have uh, Finn Balor, Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle, and two war two war games. So the Unspewed Era, 
and then there's uh the women's the women's one as well so you know that's that's gonna be pretty cool what i like about uh, nxt now is it kind of has like a a level above just the belt one of the biggest things and like negatives but not really um it was it didn't really have anywhere to kind of go up at that top tier which is why they just kind of go up to Raw or SmackDown. And I think that's kind of like the first real kind of shift out of this um, NXT's developmental. Still kind of is. But it's also kind of not. And what I mean by that is now it's not just whoever wins the belt will be called up. It goes beyond that. They can stay there for as long as they want. They can stay there for you know years. But they needed something to fight for, and now they're able to. This um, this honor above just what you'd normally expect is pretty cool, and I think it's something that they needed. So having having Finn there gives that a fair amount of legitimacy beyond just "Hey, we're here." And you know that that uh, Matt Riddle match is going to be really cool. I really enjoyed what they've done, kind of setting up this new Bullet Club 2.0 um, or 3.0 as such. By the way, speaking of which, um, New Japan are have done a really cool series on the Bullet Club. If you go over to YouTube and search uh, New Japan Bullet Club, um, it will pop up. With um, you'll know you're in the right place because Kevin Kelly is is doing a whole recap. He goes all the way back, starting with with Devitt's, um, formation of the group all the way up until you know the more recent stuff. It's very good. It's only like eleven minutes each, but they're definitely worth your time. Uh, one thing that I do want to play now, before we keep going. Last week I talk our last show I talked about the importance of clips, and because this is not going on YouTube. I can play this clip without being, you know, sued. But I managed to find it. It's from Unforgiven uh, I'm going to play it in its entirety because it's awesome, right? Well, not its entirety because I might skip bits and pieces, but the majority of it's there. And uh, you'd be able to kind of hear what I was talking about. So this is the entire recap of the feud between Triple H and the whole WWE, basically, Vince McMahon in 1999 and Unforgiven. So here, check this out. SummerSlam is my time to take what is mine, and that is becoming the WWF champion.
can line them up and I'll mow them down. The WWF champion. What kind of man has he become? He wants to destroy all his competition. Purest non-conformist, jaded, son of human terrorist. From flesh to steel or blood to blade, I fight to exist. Arrival of justice, extreme rush of hatred. Survival in a twisted world where nothing is sacred. reinstate your ass back in the World Wrestling Federation right now if you grant me my World Wrestling Federation title shot. Then I'm going to consider myself reinstated because you just got your title shot. Screw you, Vince. No, no. Screw you. Since the referees are on strike, guess what? There is now an enforcer in the six-pack challenge and his name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. And the reason, you can just hear how amazing that is, right? It's It kind of gets you pumped and gets you hyped. 
it goes back to what I was talking about, the importance of the show and the music in the show. It's one thing that NXT always just kind of actually managed to have, just kind of get you like, properly ready to go um, from the start. Full Gear also had that. Um, I think you know John Moxie's music is is one of those kind of things where you're like, oh, here we go. This is this is great, you know. And even the the music of the show and the presentation of it is very very important. So presentation is king when it comes to wrestling, even beyond athletic ability. Um, like that's one thing now that I'm glad to see. This is a thing. I know in in the IWC we're all kind of like oh you know work rate and all that kind of stuff, and I think that's because we were like starving for an alternative. So the best thing we we could look at was well we want work rate right, and uh, with that in mind I want to kind of move to AEW, and AEW is the first time where you're gonna sit there and go oh this is this is very different. This is this is very very different, not in its not in a bad way, but in its own way, and you can kind of just appreciate different aspects of wrestling, different aspects of professional wrestling, um, in its own kind of unique thing. Presentation, the stars they have, how to do things, how the show is structured. Uh, AEW obviously is very different to Raw and SmackDown because it's good, but it's WWE. It's still kind of, you know, NXT isn't. Sorry, yeah, AEW isn't. So, watching Full Gear, and it took me a while to watch Full Gear. As I said, I was sick. I kind of had some time off, and I was sitting there, and I was like, right, well, I'm actually going to sit down and take some time to watch this, and. I, lo- I loved it. I started watching it live and then I got ill. Couldn't watch it so I had to kind of just wait. Um, but watching it a couple of days removed I really enjoyed it. And what was important with this show was it was the first show from from uh, TV. So after a couple of couple of weeks of pay-per-view a couple of months of pay-per-view uh, then they went on to the TV did a couple of months of that. So it actually had, you know, we knew who these stars were, we had some kind of relationship with them, and we knew their stories. And it was better than, in my opinion, it was better than just having a random show, obviously. But it did a lot of important things. Uh, Some highlights, really enjoyed the pack match against Adam Page. Uh, Riho... I had a fantastic match with her trainer, Emiya Sakura. Chris Jericho had a, you know, a fine match with Cody. I hate Cody Rhodes. And every time I see Cody Rhodes, I hate him more. I don't know why. I just really do not like Cody Rhodes. I didn't want him to win. I didn't, I don't want to see him on TV. I don't like Cody Rhodes. I don't buy him as a superstar. I don't buy him as a wrestler. I don't buy him as anything except for Stardust. And actually, dashing Cody Rhodes is pretty cool too. Um, when he did the whole mirror thing and he wore the Phantom of the Opera mask, that was fun. Cody Rhodes can be fun in his own lane as a top star. No, he's not though. He's not a top star. 
is Cody Rhodes. And he needs to understand that. He is an IC champion. And that's about it. Now, am I happy that he's, you know, quote, never going to be able to challenge for the AE Championship again? Yes. Do I think that's going to happen? No. I think he'll challenge again because he can't contain himself. So, yeah. Please, Cody, just, you know, we like your company, but we don't like you. And I know I'm probably alone on that, but... I tell you what, email me. Nerdsnowmedia at gmail.com Why is Cody Rhodes a good wrestler? Or a good... A, not even a good wrestler, sorry, that's the wrong question. Why is why should he be the face of AEW? Why is he a champion? Why is he worthy of being a champion? He's not. But if you want to change my mind, please do. Because I just don't get it. Fun match all the same though. A huge heel turn from MJF. Uh, they were doing the whole can he be trusted, can he be trusted, whatever. And then threw in the towel at the end. I have to say, Cody did take one hell of a beating. He got badly beaten. And it was nasty. That cut over his eye. Oh, man. So I'm not going to take that away from him. He did put in a very good match with Jericho. But again, that's very easy to do because it's Chris Jericho. Um, you know, so it was what it was. But MJF, man, he is just the full package. Younger than me, and he already is a, f- a superstar. Gets the business huge, hu- hugely over. Absolute killing machine on the mic. You know, he's not the biggest deal in the world. Just proves you don't have to be. But, you know, he, he gets his character. Gets the character and he's just ready to go. And he is in. So, I'm a huge MGF fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, he's doing the whole thing where you're trying to tell. And then, you know, him and Cody were saying, it was all right, it was all right. And drops the kick and bang. That was it. You know, kicks him to the groin. And I I enjoyed on, on the the Dynamite show after it. Where he's like, you know, him and Jericho in the ring. goes, hey, do you want to join the inner circle? And he goes, oh, let's find out who the biggest, uh, lo- what the biggest uh, loser or garbage or whatever is. And in, in, uh, Jackass is in... Uh, AEW and it's like ah oh, Cody Rhodes so I'm enjoying what they're doing I think it's fun so for me I think that was worth it so where Cody's gonna go we don't know and I don't care hopefully he goes back to WWE and become Stardust because that's where Cody needs to be um SoCal Uncensored I'm really happy they won. Like, I like Pentagon Jr. Also, like Private Party, but, you know, so Colin's answered. Come on, they're cool. Uh, but the real kind of story of the night, and something that I'm sure you guys want to hear me talk about, is John Mockley versus Kenny Omega in the Lights Out match. So, this is like the third Lights Out match in AEW. Uh, I think it's probably going to be the last Lights Out match of this caliber in AEW. For what happened, it was a forty-minute match, and it was really something else. Like this was this was the main event of the show, and uh, yeah, man. Mox versus Kenny Omega. He 
these lads really really went for it and they absolutely beat seven shades of you know what out of each other from pillar to post from top of the arena to bottom of the arena oh man it was it was great and uh, yeah, it was garbage wrestling, but to be fair, Mox literally says it's time for some and garbage wrestling, so that's what they gave us. There was no no big shock here. I don't know what people were expecting. But it just shows you, you know, people who were complaining about this they're entitled to themselves. I not gonna sit here and say how oh, dare they how dare they compare complain about wrestling when I complain about wrestling on a weekly basis. But people were complaining about this who loved the attitude era, for example, or who wanted a different to the WWE. Why are you complaining? You know, I I can't understand that you're given something like this and then you just decide, well, it's too violent. I don't like it. And I could, look, I can understand the too violent thing. It was very violent. Like, extremely violent. Probably the most violent wrestling match that I've seen from a mainstream wrestling promotion. It wasn't as violent as stuff in CCW, but that's where these guys came from. Um wasn't as violent as some of the stuff that Abyss used to do in TNA. But again, how mainstream they were, particularly at that time, it's debatable. But, you know, we had boards filled with, ma- with uh, mouse traps, tons of barbed wire, broken glass, which, to be fair, probably wasn't real broken glass. It just didn't really look real. Um, when you've seen as many ZZW matches and Abyss matches as I have, you can just kind of tell. But still, you know, I'm not going to say that they didn't, you know, after doing what they did with all that barbed wire and stuff, yeah, you used to fake broken glass because you might as well, you know, there's no, there's no, it's not needed. That's one thing I will say, like a lot of the stuff that happened in this match was not needed. Kenny turned down huge money for WWE. Mox turned down probably more money for WWE to roll around in glass and thumbtacks. No, not thumbtacks and barbed wire. Actually, that's one thing I was expecting thumbtacks. There were none, but... Um, yeah, like... This match wasn't for anything. Other than, obviously, they got paid for it. But it wasn't for a championship. It wasn't for their rankings. It was just... We're going to go out and have a match that people are going to talk about for the next 10 years, 20 years. What I will say is at least they have this kind of reference point where they can always go to where they're like, this is how far we went. So, Mox gets the win, you know, after he pulls up the the ring mat and you can just see those boards. And they do a couple of spots on the boards and he looks nasty, but then the, the, the DDT, the double arm DDT paradigm shift, oof, yeah man. It was something else. The show itself, I'd give it, you know, a solid A. Really enjoyable from from top of the car to the bottom. 
uh, I wasn't expecting this to be as good as it was, and that's what's weird about um, AEW shows. You know, compared to Saudi Arabia show, which in for WWE, and I'd give that probably like a, a, a B minus. You kind of know what you're getting. You know, you, you kind of know what to expect. You know, a WrestleMania type show in the in the in the desert. Um, even with that said, it's only going to be like a B minus, right? AEW, this show that has no kind of uh, precedent, gets a solid A, and it's just, you know, night and day. Their WWE's best is not as good as a show from AEW, which is crazy. So their next, AEW's next show isn't for a while. Um, they haven't announced ending yet. So, you know, we'll have to kind of see what happens. Dynamite this week... Kenny Omega wasn't on the show because he's still in bits. Um, they just kind of pushed uh, the inner circle stuff. So not really much happened on AEW this week. So, But that's to be expected. But again, you know, they still kind of have to find their footing coming off a pay-per-view because it's the first time that they've actually really done that. So, yeah, fair play AEW. Good job. Really good job. So we're going to take a break, guys, and when we get back, uh, we're going to talk about more WWE news. As I said, it's been two weeks, it's been 15 days, and the entire wrestling world changed. So we'll be back after this short break. So you're listening to the podcast and you're like, hey, I want to get involved, but I'm not in Ireland and I don't have time to listen live. Well, guys, listen, we've revamped everything. We've made it super easy. Nerd to Know Media, everything. Nerd to Know Media, Gmail. Nerd to Know Media on Twitter. Nerd to Know Media on Twitch. Nerd to Know Media across the wall. Everything that you can do, you're able to find us. Nerd to Know Media. NerdToKnowMedia.com is our website, just in case. You can tune in, be the tune-in app. And catch us live if you want to. Type in Nerd Snow Bases on Phoenix 92.5 FM and you're able to find us. The stream to the show as it's happening live is actually on our website, nerdsnowmedia.com. Also, if you haven't got time for that or if you want something a bit more convenient, we're on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, all across the board. And if you do want to catch us live when we record the show, because spoilers, we tape the show, we do it live on Twitch, Nerdducks. N-E-D-D-U-X is where you can find my personal Twitch channel and we stream there the show every single Thursday at 9pm. So guys no excuse not to listen we're very easy to find. Nerdfnomedia.com for more information. Broadcasting from the Blanchistan Centre this is Phoenix FM Everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash, and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the. And we're back, guys. So not only did we have AW news, and thank you for joining me uh, here on the Wrestling Rewind. If guys, if you want to email in, you can nerdsnomedia at gmail You can reach me on Twitter at darawv. Um, huge reaction to last last the last edition of the show with Stone Coast Steve Austin. Thank you for that, guys. Appreciate it. 
Uh, glad you enjoyed it. I'm working on more content now as I'm going forward, trying to find the footnote with this. I, you know, it's it it's a it's a new kind of experience for me to just sit and talk for about an hour, um, or 45 minutes, depends on the interview or whatever. But um, I'm glad you guys enjoy it. It's something that I like to do if there's something to talk about if there's if there's a bunch of news stories and that like this week well then it's fine if it's not well then I want to do something else and kind of you know figure on that uh, go forward on that but um if you like what we do you know go over and support the True Penny channel um on SoundCloud and his Patreon and that kind of stuff as well without him you guys wouldn't get the show so you know go over and make sure you listen to their content um it's always stellar content. So, uh, yeah. Make sure you're subscribed. Speaking of which, if you like what I do and you want to hear more of my stuff, uh, go over to nerdtonomedia.com, Media channel, uh, on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, all that kind of stuff as well, where you can get Nerdtono bases, you can get panels, and you can get past shows from the International Desk, um, from the rest of you, whatever. It's all there. And it's, you know, we kind of pump out a show once a week for, you know, nerd culture and that. So that's where you can kind of uh, check us out as well. Some updates on 2K20. 2K20 looks like it's still not fixed, but they're fixing it. Um, I wasn't able to get my hands on a copy of it. Um, I'm not buying it legit because I'm just not. Not yet. I'll pick it up when it's like a tenner. Because one of the 2K games, they're okay. I really enjoy 2K19. Like, a lot. And I enjoy the story mode of 2K16. But I picked up 15 and 17. And I'm like, oh, they're very similar. Like, the worst thing about 17 is... It, it even has the same achievements as 16. So, there's a lot of... It, has to, it seems to have a lot of the FIFA problems. Where it's the same kind of thing over and over again. And I'm not paying for a broken game. So, yeah. I'll get around to it eventually. But, you know, maybe next year the kinks will be worked out. And, you know, the 2K are really cool to deal with. But, um, obviously, with the backlash of everything, I don't think they want to give out review copies. <laughs> because they're trying to, you know, trying to repair that PR disaster or such. But, um, you know, if it becomes a great game, I'll be the first one to say so. I've seen this happen before. Uh, Battlefront 2, the Star Wars game, uh, kind of had the same thing where it was an absolute train wreck. Nobody bought it. They released loot crates and all this kind of garbage. But then, w then they fixed it. And now Battlefront 2 is one of the best games that you can actually play. It plays like the old one from the Xbox. Um, so... You know, fingers crossed. But I think we'll be waiting a year before 2K is kind of fixed again with the WWE games. Speaking of which, about wrestling games, uh, Firepower Wrestling is your alternative. I know my friend Bryn loves it. And it's fun. I like it. Um, but it is what it is. There is talk of an AEW game. And this is developed by the lads who did No Mercy, so Aki. And apparently there's been some mocaps taken, there's been some scans done. So, you know, 
it's worth keeping an eye on. A lot of guys in AW are big gamers as well, so I'm seeing more buzz on this. So I will keep you guys up to date based on that. Uh, but big news, and you're probably like, how did you not start off with this? Well, WWE has a new show. Fox has a show um, on, on their channel, Fox 1. It's a WWE show in name only. WWE have very little to do with it. And to be fair, you know, I actually, I've enjoyed it. WWE backstage, I've actually kind of enjoyed it. I watched some of it there uh, during the week. With, uh, you know, they had a statement with McFoley talking about what he thinks about The Fiend. And, you know, it, it's fun. It's a very light little show. And I don't really have anything bad things out. Like, talk shows and stuff, they can be hit and miss. But this really seems to be just a genuine, um, a genuine wrestling style talk show like the like the, the talking dead or some kind of sports show and that would be all to say about it if what happened didn't happen so on this week's show they were around and out and he had Paige and Booker and all that kind of stuff and then Cult of Personality hits and CM Punk walks out So it appears that CM Punk is not only back on on what is essentially WWE television, but isn't, but he's going to be involved with this show. Now, this shouldn't really be too surprising, because he's been very weird lately. Very weird lately. He has been appearing on loads of YouTube shows. Like randomly. He kind of been very, very active. He's also removed his T shirt spring show uh shop and all this other kind of stuff. So this move was coming and also not appearing for AEW as well was a big one. But you know, it seems like they've been working on this for a while. That said Punk isn't working for WWE. He's not a WWE superstar yet. There's nothing inked as such, there's no no matches. He doesn't look like he's gonna wrestle for a while. This is a Fox contract. He works for Fox as a, a part-time analyst to come on the show. Um, and look, it was great to see him. I wish it was a better return than just that. It was kind of weird. Page kind of ruined it by shouting, "Is this a rib? Is this a rib?" But. You know, he's back and it opens the doors for other things. So, do I expect to see him in WWE television? Actually, WWE heaven? Yeah. Do I expect to see him in the ring? Yeah, definitely. Just when? I don't know. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. But definitely, this is it. Like, Punk's back in WWE. But in what capacity? Already set Rollins has challenged him. The Fiend has challenged him. So, there's matches there. I think the first match you probably have would be Dan O'Brien. Um, but he has to want to do it, you know. And for everyone who's seven, he's a sellout. Come on, man. Like, it's wrestling. The only reason why people do it is for money. The only reason people do anything is for money. Like, what do you want? Like, 
Gotta make a living somehow, right? And I know some people are upset that, oh, I want to go to AW, AW, AW. Well, why? AW's still going to be there. He can still go to WWE, make an awful lot of money. Make an absolute killing, get his feet wet now with this backstage thing. Maybe do a couple of shows. Do a WrestleMania. You know, hit the main talents that he wants to do. And then go to AEW. There's no rush. I know he's, you know, he's not 32 anymore. 38 anymore. But he's not old yet either. He's still fine. He just has to want to. So let's say him calm down. Calm down and enjoy what we have so far. This knee-jerk reaction to everything that happens in the OWC needs to stop. Because it's just ridiculous. And it ruins everything. It makes us look so stereotypical. So guys, just chill out, calm down and enjoy it. It's different. It's new. It's what people have been chatting for like six years. And personally, while Punk has uh you know I'm still a CM Punk fan and I'm still happy to see him there and you know, I popped a little bit when he came back came out and it was great. So you know, I'm looking forward to see what happens. If he doesn't get back in the ring at all, well that'd be disappointing, but it's up to him. You know, and again, AEW's still going to be there. So, great to see Punk back. On that, looks like AJ Lee's going to be making a similar return in a similar fashion. Um, Fox really wants to kind of get these SmackDown ratings up. Do you also want to get this show you know, burning all cylinders so they're really kind of pulling out all the stops here to make sure this works so fair play to Fox man you know I know they spent millions like a king's ransom in it but they're not just going to throw it out they're going to try to push this and Fox doing a better job of getting me excited for WWE programming than WWE and that says a lot there was a great little interview with um with Adam Cole baby on backstage about the whole Saudi Arabia thing. And that was that was really cool. I actually just enjoy the way Fox. Do their programming. Compared to WWE. So. But that said. Um, I actually got a chance to check out. The Finn Balor documentary. Um, and the Finn Balor documentary. It's really good. You know. I uh, was not expecting. It to be as decent as it is. The two disc set is nice. Um, load loads of matches on the second disc, so um, yeah, like it's not out yet, or it's just after coming out. Depending on when you listen to this, do pick it up. Uh, it's available wherever WWD DVDs are sold. Um, I would give it a strong recommendation. Covers his whole career. Um, has some great matches in it, and just it's a very nice present presented set. Really enjoy it. Uh. So, you know, do give that a watch. Uh, yeah, so the next thing to look forward to, obviously, is what we're going to be covering. We're going to be covering Survivor Series and War Games. Maybe not next week, probably the week after. Give it some time to settle. 
I don't want to rush those things. I don't like rushing war games. For anyone who knows that knows me, I love war games. War games is like my, f- you know, one of my favorite things. Particularly, particularly uh, going back and and you know, as I was doing wrestling radio, I've always kind of wanted war games. Big WCW work, so I know I kind of want to spend some time enjoying that show and appreciating it. For me, that's a bigger thing than Survivor Series. Survivor Series is always kind of meh. To be fair, they should just have Survivor Series as war games on the main roster, but it is what it is. So, I might cover it next week, but more than likely will be a two-week little stint as well before we kind of jump in and have as much content as we did today. Um... Working on getting some more interviews. Gonna be some more reviews. Um, in-depth DVD reviews. I'm working on those too. And you know, anything else that I kind of do or pull from the archive I'll go for. But I hope you guys enjoy the content. Thanks for joining me today. And if you want to get in contact, the best way to do it is nerdtoknowmedia at gmail.com. DaraWV on Twitter. Or even contact James. And you know... I will get a message from him. So until next time, guys, I've been Daryl Connor. This has been the Wrestling Rewind. Talk to you later.